0: Yes, sir. Welcome to another episode slash chapter of the podcast. Here, I'm out. It's your boy Elijah Mendez, aka Eli, aka the Prophet. Dot on Instagram. Please follow the podcast page at here underscore E period M period out on Instagram. Go follow it for all the news updates and everything revolving this podcast. I'm glad to be here again for another episode of the pod. Um, we're calling this one digital dash. And no, we're not talking about the Drake and future digital dash. We're talking about the Mishka Mali. Glock Rivers Ashtray Punk Digital Dash As they released their highly Anticipated album Wanderlust This past Thursday So I will give you guys My take on the album Two close friends That I consider family at this point Who released a collaboration That Was definitely uh, One for the making We also have Silk Sonic finally released their album. I'll give you my review on that. A couple of other singles that came out. Go over the topic of when is it okay to start listening to Christmas music. Then we get into our fashion. Nothing crazy for fashion today. When it's cold outside, look out for these fashion items in New York City. I'll be going over that as well as the League Fit of the Week. Um, Then we go over the sports. Giants got a bye week. We got the Jets, big test versus the bills what's going on with the Knicks the Nets are shaping into form NFL week 10 predictions and uh, I'll go over which shortstop I want the Yankees to go after uh, this winter meeting slash offseason if it ends up starting on time with the CBA and the MLB not really on the same page Uh, we'll see with that But I'm glad to be here for another episode and I know I say it all the time um But I appreciate you guys tuning in, taking your time out of your day to listen to the pod. Words of wisdom I have here kind of match what this pod means to me, as well as some other topics. And the words of wisdom I have here, which are probably made by somebody, but again, off the top of the dome. Small steps are still steps in the right direction. Everyone just assumes and goes for that big step all the time. But those small steps are still steps in the right direction. Those are still steps that you're making to achieve your ultimate goal of where you want to get for what you're doing. Whether it be a hobby, a passion, a job, whatever it may be. Those steps in the right direction don't have to be big. They can be small steps. And I relate that to my job currently working in the media company. You know, it's it's an assistant role, but I plan on using it to keep moving up. Like I, this is where I start off at, and it's a small step in the right direction. At least I'm in the field that I want to be in, and I feel like that's that's the greatest you can, you know, that you can have as a regards to getting into the profession you want to get into. Um, also relates to wanderlust. My boys Jalen and Tony, the ones who came out with the album, a.k.a. Ashtray Punk and Glock Rivers, Wanderlust, you can see how hard they worked. You know, they they put in the work in the studio, you know, they're making steps in the right direction. And it seems like every album for them is getting better and better, you know. (laughs) And you, you got to give them props. And hopefully, you know, with their connections, they're able to, you know, make this album even bigger. But it's taking those small steps production-wise, lyric, uh, lyrically-wise, um, who you have on it, all that. It, it definitely is going to make its impact. And like I said, it, it goes without saying that you know, taking those baby steps and putting them to work is gonna, you know, lead to hopeful success. We just celebrated the release of the Wanda Lost album yesterday in the house, along with celebrating my friend Hop's birthday. Shout out to Palooza, big two five, man. Um, we had ourselves a great time. We had a little decorations up. Um and everyone had a great time, you know, and you got to listen to the album, enjoy the music, and just vibe out with friends, man, that, that was, you know, the best part, played a whole bunch of games, and that's all you could really do, had a couple drinks, it was a good time, it was a good time, Um. but yeah, so, so much to get into with this podcast episode, we got music, we got fashion, we got sports, this is If you are interested in any of those three topics, you're in the right spot. And if you're not interested in any of those three topics, still listen in because I can possibly get you into any of these topics. But yes, let's go on with Season 2, Chapter 6, Digital Dash. All right, so I say we get right into it. Let's get right into the collab album of Wanderlust. Now, if you guys didn't know, you got Ashtray Punk, and you got Glock Rivers who collabed on an album. They've had their own solo projects. I've had my boy Ashtray Punk provide the music for this podcast, and I appreciate him. I've also had Glock Rivers provide music as well, and I appreciate both of them and their collaborators as well, whether it be Mish Kamali, whether it be... Um, uh Senpai Joe you know we've had uh uh my boy Ghani on it this there's, is there's, and there's a couple new artists that are on this collab album as well that um you know really did did they put that work in um so uh the collab album Wanderlust came out and I think it was a solid really production wise really great and a step forward for both of the individuals that were involved in the situ- in the making of the album I think that my favorite song is digital Dash and that's the first song I just really like what they with the the change of the beat it just seems so current with how music is nowadays with you know producers um, trying to change beat mid-song. And it really worked for them, um, you know. From Digital Dash, Miami Nights this is a solid song too. Uh, Smooth Calls, we got my boy D Smooth on that. I like I like the interludes and the little um, ads of artistic work into it because they're not really songs, but they can be beats, they can be conversations, they can be scripts, you know. And and I think Astray Punk and and. Glock Rivers, a.k.a. Glocky Ortiz. um, They used that to their advantage. And they used it to lead on to other tracks. From the Throne Interlude to Paloma. Uh, Even Curtains. It's just, it sounds like the B2 is just so crazy. I just think that the production, these guys put in the work. And you could tell. Um, the lyrics, where A one is, well, <laughs> I like Mishka Mali's line. Um ish, I was like I'm Tom Brady, some shit like that. I think that was the line. Um, but I overall really like the album uh, Paloma as well. The vocals by Asher Punk, in the album, shout out to him, man. And I, like I said before, this is a step in the right direction. These guys are putting their name out there. They're being shared all over social media on Instagram and Twitter, and that's all you could do. Use your connections to your advantage and try to get, make sure you ha- you're having these, you know, the right connections, and hopefully, they could lead to something. I'm hoping for both these guys because both of them work really hard, and they they put in the work just. And they, they try to be different from a lot of artists because a lot of people out there want to be artists, want to be rappers, want to be producers and stuff like that. But you got to really put the work into your craft. And I've seen it from both of them. Uh, you know, Jay, AKA Glocky Ortiz, works till 10 o'clock at night most days and the dude goes to the studio and still puts in work. Same thing with my boy Astray Punk, AKA Tony. My man is always out here work doing tasks for his mom going back and forth you know from borough to borough and he don't be going home till like the middle of the night most days and you know he still does he's still in there putting in the work for both of them when it came to this album and i think they did an amazing job and um i'm excited to see where where this takes them i I think they can they can make it And they they can really put out some good work and collab with some great artists and move their way up because this is something you can tell that they're really passionate about. So I definitely give them real props for it. So another album that also released that is not on the same wavelength as Wanderlust is Silk Sonic's highly anticipated album Um, An Evening with Silk Sonic Is the name of it And from the beginning This is a 70-esque album I'll tell you that It doesn't have many songs in it It's 9 songs We've heard 3 of them Leave the Door Open Smoking Out the Window And Skate But From the intro All the way down to Blast Off The vocals from Bruno Mars And Addison Pack I think Album of the year as of right now. I'm not saying hip-hop album of the year. Key words there. But album of the year, yes. Evening with Silk Sonic. It just brought a whole different. Well, it's not a whole different um sound. But they use sounds that no one really used before. You know what I'm saying? They brought that 70-esque vibe. I and mean, you got two, two guys, two artists in Bruno Mars and Anderson Pack that already have that 70s look to them. And that 70s voice to them. And they just... They worked off... You know, how they look... um, With their clothing. How they dress. um, From their glasses and all that. To... How their voices sound as well. And they used that as along with... The musical instruments that they use. From... Drums and trumpets. And guitars. It, It was... It was just a well-rounded album that used great production and great vocals from both artists. So I think as of right now, I got this album rating at a 8.5 out of 10. I'm real hard strong on getting an album to a 10. It's just real, it's not, you know, It's you got to have the perfect album. And now, Silk Sonic is a great album. I don't think it's a perfect album, but it definitely, it could definitely um, have some nice alone time with your significant other and listen to this. You know, have some wine and a robe with your feet up. You know, just relaxing, giving giving your significant other a massage or something like that. That's the type of music this, this album was with the evening with Silk Sonic. There were some other releases as well that I wanted to go over. Uh, we had Polo G with his highly anticipated, uh, you know, single that sampled Smooth Criminal from Michael Jackson, Batman. He also called it Smooth Criminal in parentheses. Um, I'm surprised he had the sample cleared. But it's a two-minute song, nothing too long. Real solid song. I liked it. Um I think that, you know, Polo G is trying to switch up his sound a little bit. Uh, you know, he's a great lyricist, but, you know, he he's trying to change up his beats as well. And he did something different with this one. And I, I think it was a real solid work from Polo G and the producer. Don't really know who the producer is on this track, but I'll have to look it up and find it and maybe get back to you guys on that. But really solid single. Um, I rated it a 7.5 out of 10. So now you could bump pretty much any type of any type of vibe, really. Know, it could be, you know, you hanging out with friends, uh, car ride, party. It, you know, it's got that take to it. So I I I like how Polo G, you know, showed appreciation for Michael in this song. So you gotta give him props. Um, we also got a single from El fin. De la semana. The weekend. He came out with a Spanish track with Rosalia called La Fama. And Rosalia and the weekend did a great job on the track. Weekend sounds more like a some people are gonna think it's a bad take, but he sounds like Romeo Santos with that light hearted voice on a Hispanic track. And I think that uh they killed it. I think The Weeknd has a good voice. It's just the fact that he isn't Hispanic. But, you know, you like the fact that, you know, you're seeing worlds collide when it comes to Hispanic artists collabing with um, American artists, or uh, I guess in The Weeknd's um, case, Canadian artists. Um, I think it's a great collab. It, it gives you that bachata type of vibe to it. By, um, but also... Something that you can you know relax to as well and just bump on the regular. Um, solid song again. I would rate this about a seven point five out of ten as well. A couple of other singles I wanted to get over. Uh, Already dead by Juice World. Juice World's um, kind of talked about. <laughs> he made it. He made it seem like he made this track from you know him past. You know, like he. He's, it sounds like a track he he's making right. He made. Two weeks ago, even though you know may he rest in peace, he did pass away um with this just the idea of like him stating like he's he's been already dead for a couple of years now. He talks about his, you know his his issues with uh, drugs and you know how you know he's had thoughts of you know of him dying and stuff like that, and the track it's it's it makes sense that this track would be released after his passing. Um, it just you know, the, the things he says, it just like it makes the Juice World fans really like miss who he was as an artist. Um I'm not a huge fan of Juice World, never really was to be honest. Um not really my my uh, my cup of tea when it comes to the the mood or the aspect of the song where it's more on the, the down very um depressed, you know, like Sad, type of it, and not like the good sad. You know, not not like the I'm in my bag. Sad is more like yeah, you know, I got some like I I got some real issues here that I'm that I'm speaking out on, that I'm going through, and I respect it. I respect it, and I think you know Drew World, he's a he's a great artist. Uh, he you could tell he put in a lot of work, and it's just unfortunate that he passed at such a young age too um but you know i i wasn't that's not saying i'm a bump on the regular but i did listen to it just to you know hear what the everyone was talking about it so figured i'd take a listen to it uh then the baby released a new single called roof uh to be honest i only heard this song about once and you know everyone gets tired of the baby's flow you know his flow is very repetitive and they're just like, get on with it. Uh, but it was a solid single. You know, He's, he's the baby can rap. is just, you know, it's, it's all about his flows. And then, you know, the controversy of what happened in the last concert. He performed that. And we're not too sure if he's ever going to be able to bounce back from that. But, you know, in all, in all, he deserved what, he, what he's getting at the end of the day. When you, you know, you come after people for, you know, who they are and, you know. What they stand for. It's just not cool. Do your set and peace out. That's all. Um, but yeah, that's the, That's the tracks that came out pretty much for this Friday or this week in total, because we had some tracks come out on Thursday and Friday and Wednesday. But yeah, those are the tracks that I wanted to go over. Last topic I wanted to go over for you guys is when is it okay to listen to Christmas music? When? See, me, in my opinion, you gotta have Thanksgiving end first before I hear the Mariah carry, All I Want for Christmas is you. And you can't you can't be playing that before Thanksgiving. You can set up the tree and all that. Maybe when you're setting up the tree, you can put a little Christmas music on, you know, to get you in the mood. Because a lot of people put on Christmas trees before Thanksgiving. I know we are. We're gonna be putting up the Christmas tree next weekend. Um it's an exciting time. Um But, yeah, I feel like Christmas music is to be played after Christmas. I mean, after Thanksgiving, in my opinion. As my girlfriend gives me the deaf stare eyes right now. Saying Christmas music is fine at any time. You want to listen to Christmas music in March? Listen to Christmas music. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah. So, that's what we have for the music section of it. We're moving on to fashion. All right. So, starting to get a little chilly out there, you know. It's getting into them 40 degree weather. So, what happens when it gets cold outside? More of those signature New York City items start coming out. And I wanted to just list a couple And where you can get them from Number one Most obvious one Black bubble Almost everybody Has a black bubble jacket I don't have a black bubble jacket Surprisingly I've had almost every other color Bubble jacket Not black But you ever see the signature North Face black bubble You got the Montclair You got the Mackage You got the Uh, The Grey, no, Grey Goose, actually, I don't think they got uh, a puffer jacket. Um, I don't think, I don't know if they got a bubble jacket. But there's a couple of other brands. You know, you you can get a black bubble from anywhere, really. You know, you can get an affordable one. You can go to the H&M's, Zara's, Urban's, find one of their brands' bubble jackets. Um, Abercrombie got a black bubble now. That's definitely the number one iconic, iconic fashion item that comes out when it gets cold. Number two, which is starting to become a real staple, is the Fisherman Beanie. Fisherman Beanie is a, a smaller-looking beanie, but more of a larger flap around the head. Um Real popular, you're going to see a lot of dudes wearing that, especially the, the guys that are into... To fashion a lot you got the the rock the fisherman beanie and have the the collared shirt with you know unbuttoned three buttons and you know the the loose fit pants and some chelsea boots you know like you you're gonna see those type of people and then you're gonna have the ones with the black you know the black bubble the fisherman beanie you know got got a some type of bag on you're gonna see that as well um Next one will be Uggs. Uh, I think Uggs, huge. Obviously, everyone knows once you hear Uggs, you know, you get them from an Uggs store. You can get them from Journeys. You can get them from, I saw them on American Eagle at one point. They're they're all over the place. Uggs, you know, for men and women, whether it be the moccasins, the low cut, the high top. You know, you're going to see guys and girls with some Uggs on because they keep your feet warm. They're easy to wear, comfortable. So we're going to see a lot of those. Uh, next one would be Timberlands. And we knew this was coming. You can go to any sneaker store, copy yourself a pair of butters. But, you know, you got the butters, you got the beef and broccolis, you got the all blacks. They got a whole bunch of different Timbs. I, I haven't seen nobody in the beef and broccolis recently. Those used to be the, the shit. When we were growing up as kids. But you don't really see nobody in the beef and broccoli's no more, man. And you know, that's more in New York City because no one else all over the world calls them beef and broccoli's. I think only in New York City they call them beef and broccoli's. But um, you can find Tim's everywhere, man. Finish Line, Foot Locker, Champs, uh, Timberland website. I think I got to get myself a pair. Maybe I'll get the the beef and broccolis. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Tim's is another thing. Then you got Nike Techs. Nike Techs are obvious. You're going to see all the scammers in Nike Techs. You're going to see all the sneakerheads in Nike Techs, i.e. me. Um, Easy to put on, comfortable, warm, cozy. You can wear them with any shoes, really, as long as they're Nike. You can't be rocking Adidas shoes with Nike Techs, man. Don't break the fashion rules. You can rock them with anything. Wear them or Crocs. You know, you could wear them. As long as it's not a competing brand, you, you're all set. You can't be wearing Pumas and Nike Tech. Like, now these brands are starting to catch up. Puma, New Balance. You know, they're catching up to the Nikes, the Jordans, the um, Adidas. So, you know, be on the lookout. But Nike Tech is definitely something you see a lot. Um, and that's that's what I have is the, uh, the items to be on the lookout for. If you're in New York City and it starts getting cold out. You're pulling out any one of those right there, I automatically assume where you're from, even though I live here. <laughs> and we move on to the league fit of the week. So, as you guys know, we like to, you know, do the league fit every week, especially when the NBA season's going on, because they're they're the ones that get followed the most for their fashion, I think, in my opinion. Um, you don't really see baseball getting targeted a lot for their fashion. And football is starting to do it a little bit more. But basketball is where it's at when it comes to what they wear going into you know, the arena. So for me, the winner of this week's League Fit of the Week would have to go to Jay Tatum. Jason Tatum, man's a bucket getter. I liked his outfit that he had on. When was this? Oh, it was actually, I think he wore this yesterday. So he had on Navy Blue Varsity. Uh, I think it's, it might be a Chinatown Market Varsity. I don't know. Hmm. So yeah, it's a Varsity jacket with brown sleeves with patches all over it from a wolf patch to a peace sign patch to like a moon and the sun patch market patch which i thought that's why i was chinatown public market couple patches on the sleeves you can't really see oh yeah you can you can see there's like a fire fire emoji almost um yeah so he had that jacket on a green hoodie like a celtic green hoodie uh he had the Iconic St. Louis Cardinal fitted, but he has a black nasty on. Oh man, if he had a if he had a gray brim or a color brim underneath, it would have been a, way better of an outfit. But because he got the black nasty on, man, it's tough. Throws away from the outfit. This is gonna be a great outfit if you didn't have the black nasty on, but still solid. Uh, the navy blue matches perfectly with the with the jacket. And then you had the like the cream color sweats, and then he had some uh, Jordan One lows on in the Celtic green colorway, um, like an the and Then he has the the um, the brown face mask, solid, real solid. Um, so, Comfit, Jay Tatum wins league fits for this week, and let's see who's gonna be who's gonna be in competition for next week. Can we see some Knicks or some Nets here? We'll see. I feel like we always put the same because it's just some some dudes in the league that just dress better than others. Like LeBron, LeBron is questionable with his fits. You know, like AD's fits be outlandish too. Russ, you know, Russ is a fashionable dude, but sometimes his fits are ridiculous. Um, but, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. And from league fit, the week we go into the NBA and the New York Knits. Okay, so the New York Knicks, man, they have been in a little rut recently. They are one and two in their past three games, but they're just is the starters are not playing well. They just lost to Charlotte. Um in a tough game where they had a sixteen point lead. And lost the game. And again, really no real showing from the off um the starters for the Knicks. Fournier was quiet. Kemba actually had 21, but he had, I think, 17 in the first quarter. Julius Randle forcing up shots again, making wrong decisions. They just don't look like they want to be out there. They don't they don't look like they're working hard. When it comes to the starting five unit, they're just not they're not doing what they're expected or usually doing, or at least what they were doing in the first half of the season. Right now they're they fell to seven and six. Um, Knicks got a three game home stretch coming up, man, where they have three winnable games against Indiana, the Magic, and the Rockets. They should, and I don't want to jinx it, they should go 3-0 and in that week, especially at home. They need to wake it up and realize who they are. They need to go back to the identity that they were last year. And, unfortunately, it's just not – they're not doing that. Their defense hasn't played well. It, it's just – it doesn't – it's not looking good right now, especially for the starters. The bench has been playing well from Rose – to quickly, he's got his points up. Toppin's played well. Burks has gotten better. His shot looks better. Um, But this starting five needs to find it. They need to find what they're missing. In, in Philly, they almost lost to the third team of Philadelphia pretty much. They didn't have Tybal. They didn't have Joel Embiid. They didn't have Tobias Harris. Um, they obviously didn't have Ben Simmons. And they almost lost that game. And then they lost to the Bucs in a tough game where they were down by 26 points and came all the way back, tied the game. And then, you know, with the, and this was the bench, by the way. This wasn't the starters who brought them back into the game. It was the bench of Obi, Rose, Quickly, Burks, and uh, Taj. And they played tough defense on the Bucs and they were able to get the win. I mean, get the win, <laughs> tie the game, but they ran out of gas at the end. Tibbs didn't put the starters back in that game, and they ended up losing. Then Friday night, they played extremely well in the first quarter. The starters looked like they found that energy that they were missing, and then the third quarter came around again, and then boom, lead is gone. The energy looked like it was sucked out. They didn't look like the same team, and, you know, the starters left. The bench came back, and they were roaring back, you know, and they they made that game really interesting. And then Charlotte start, you know, with four minutes left. I think the Knicks were up by four, and then starters came in, and they went on. The Hornets went on 13 3 one to close it. They they got to find who they are. They got two days off, so they got some time to think about. You know what's the what the issue is. They're forcing it. The offense just looks stagnant. Whoever gets the rebound passes the ball to one person, whether it be Kemba, Julius, Fournier, RJ, they're, they're ISOing. It's just that's not winning basketball at this point. You need to pass the ball around. I don't know what happened. In the beginning of the year, they were passing it to each other. You know, there was passes all over the court. Now the offense just looks stagnant. And they need to figure it out, man. They, they, you know, this is gonna be a tough division, tough the east is hot. It's not easy man it's not easy and they're realizing it they lost to charlotte they lost to the bucks you know it's it, it, you know it's going to be a tough you lost to the magic already you lost to the pacers you know you you've had some winnable games here that you haven't won and th- with this three game home stretch you need to go out there and show you know like you're you're that team from last year you you aren't you're making progress, not taking a step back or two steps back. Yes, you got more offensive firepower with Kemba creating off the dribble and Fournier same, but that defensive tested cannot go away. Defense is all about effort, and it doesn't seem like this team is showing that effort. So it's just you know they gotta they gotta step it up. They gotta step it up. The bench is playing way better, way harder than the starters right now. So they gotta figure it out. Um yeah, that's I mean that's what I have to say about the Knicks right now. They're still seven six. They're above five hundred, but they're gonna have to step it up. They, they're next, they're they're they got some winnable games coming up uh before that week where they debuted the those black uniforms. They got Indiana, Orlando, Houston, and then they're at Chicago that Sunday. They got they play on Monday, Wednesday, and then they don't play again all the way till Saturday, when in which they have a back to back against Houston and then Chicago, and then you got a tough schedule. The they have to go at least, I would say, three and one in their next four, and because then you got, or you got a sweep. You got to go three and zero because then you got Chicago, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Atlanta. Brooklyn, Chicago, and then Denver. That is not an easy schedule. So they they need to start winning fast, or they're they're not going to um they're gonna they're gonna see themselves below five hundred real fast. But let's go into the Nets. The Brooklyn Nets, um they've actually found their footing a little bit here right now they're second in the Eastern Conference. They beat beat up on the Pelicans yesterday 120 to 112. Nets are around 9 and 4 on the season. Um Harden broke out this game. Harden looks like he's getting back to his Harden ways. Uh the Nets have been playing well. They they've been playing up to, you know, they I they had some new members come to the team as well and they've been able to you know, uh to get those pieces to mesh. Yes, they're still missing Kyrie, but they are. Um, it looks like they're they're playing their offense is still there. And they their past couple games against Atlanta 117. Uh Detroit, they scored under 100. That was the only time they scored 96, 116 against the Raptors, 118 against, I mean 95 against the Bulls, 123 against the Magic, and then 120 against the Pelicans. They got blown out by the Bulls um, in that game on Monday. But besides that, they, they, the Nets have been playing real solid recently. You had Durant pouring 28, 7, and 8. Then you had Harden with 39, 12, and 5. Um so you know they they're 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 going into form now, you know, this team. And you're hopeful that they're able to, you know, get back to the, you know, being that potential number one seed. And, you know, they have championship aspirations, right? So, you know, this Brooklyn Nets team is playing up to their expectations at this point. You got two of the greatest top, probably two of the top five best players in the league on the same team. You you should be winning a lot of games and you should be beating teams deceivingly and, you should be up there for champion potential championship this year. And if they don't this year, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be a bust. It's going to be a bust for this team. But, you know, the Nets are shooting well from 3 too. They shot 53% from 3 last game. Um, I apologize. There's a... The college game on right now. Very interesting. It's uh Michigan and Penn State. And it's a really close game, actually. And Hutchinson is one of the um potential draft stars coming out this year for the draft. Uh, but it, it looks looks like a close game. Penn State looks like they just tied it up, I believe. So let's see what happens. Uh, but yeah, so the Nets. They they're on the right track. They're trending in the right direction. Uh they got they got a tough game against the Warriors coming up. Uh they play the Thunder tomorrow. Then they got the Warriors. And then they got the Cavs who have actually been pretty pesky. And then you got the Magic, the Cavs. Again, and then, you know, they played the Knicks on November 30th, which will be a game, you know, I will specifically have my eyes on to see what goes on with that. Uh but yeah. So both both New York teams again above five hundred, but then Knicks are floundering a little bit. Nets are picking it up, which is great, and what you anticipated for the Nets. So let's get on to football now. Giants have a bye week. Thank God this team has been playing like garbage. Uh, They did win last week, which was great. They beat the, uh, the Raiders, and we talked about that. They did a great job doing that. Uh, you, they should be getting um, some of their players back. Saquon might be able to play for against Tampa, especially if it's a Monday night game that gives them extra days to rest. Um, you got Galladay, who should be near 100%. Tony, hopefully Andrew Thomas comes back, so that team is, should be at its almost its full strength on offense. So Ellen Shepard doesn't look like he'll be back as of yet, but let's see what that what that offense is able to do. Bucks are a tough team. I don't expect them to win that game, but you know you never know. You never know. Um, The Giants seem like... No, I don't want to say that. Last year, the Giants played good teams well. Like, you know, they played them in a hard, tough defensive matchup. They didn't lose a lot of games by more than a touchdown. This year, it's, it's the opposite almost. But they've been in a lot of close games too. They just have been on the losing end of them. And that's what happens. Bad teams find ways to lose games. Good teams find ways to win games. For the Giants, they just have been on the losing end of the stick most of the time. So for the Jets, the Jets actually have a uh, big test against the Bills this um this Sunday. Mike White is going to be starting. Um he's added some what is the word for it? some some flair, some spice into the Jets offense. It just looks like he runs the offense way better than Zach Wilson did. Um Bills have been a stifling defense. Um they have a their offense should be getting back on track after that stinker. That garbage they laid in Jacksonville, only scoring six points. So you know they're gonna look out for revenge. I expect the Bills to win by a lot, but the thing about this game is how well Mike White plays because it's gonna be attested. To what happens with Zach Wilson after that? Because if Mike White plays well and the Jets lose by, like, say, three or four points, are you starting Zach Wilson next week against Miami or are you bringing Mike White back again? That's a question you're trying to figure out. Obviously, if Mike White stinks up the place against the Bills, which is po- highly possible, um, then, you know, the, the transition to Zach Wilson for starters shouldn't be a problem. But if the man, Mike White... Shows out again. Fans, the locker room are going to want Mike White to be the starter and not Zach Wilson. They would want him to sit, learn. Listen, you invested the Jets invested the second pick into the guy. He's 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 not going anywhere. Mike White might have a solid season, but hey, you could probably, you could maybe you could trade him to a team and get a pick. You know, if he plays that well throughout the season, it shouldn't be that big of a. If I'm the Jets, you know, your season. You know, hasn't been going well. You're you two and six at this point. You go out there, and Mike White plays well. And you know, he he, let's just say he never gets up the job. I I would I would trade him, get a pick, fourth, fifth, you know, one of those. And you know, until he flounders, then that's when you put Zach Wilson back in, because you don't want your locker room against you because you decided, Oh yeah, I'm going to put Zach Wilson in because he's our number one, number two pick, but you can't do that. If the man has the c- control of the room, then you go out and let Mike white play. Let's see what happens with the jets offense, man. Uh, let's see if Michael Carter and Ty Johnson can step it up again. They're running backs are dynamic when it comes to catching the ball, yards have to catch. Um, let's see if, I don't know if Corey, I don't think Corey Davis is playing in this game. Um, I have to double check. Um, I gotta look at the I'm gonna look at the inactives, but you know that that would be another thing. He's been nicked up. You got Crowder still, you know. Uh, Denzel Mims just hasn't been playing well. He I think he needs to get traded. I think he needs to or you know get released and sign with a different team. It just doesn't look like it's working out for the Jets, and that's a that's a shot at Joe Douglas at the end of the day. But you know I don't think he's he's doing. Well, um, and the inactives aren't available yet, so I have to wait for that. Um, but yeah, so the Jets have a tough test, man. Buffalo's coming back from a terrible loss, um, so you know it, it's it's questionable to see if um what the Jets are able to do against this Bill this Bills defense. Um, they played well against Jacksonville, only giving up nine points. But when your offense only scores six points, I mean, hey, what are you supposed to be doing? So the offense, I expect Josh Allen to explode in this game, maybe throw three-plus touchdowns. Um, but I think it should be um, should be an interesting test for Mike White to see how he plays. Um, it, it, it it looks like this Bill's events is going to be, you know, hunting this Sunday. This leads me on into the week 10 NFL predictions. Now, I don't know if I got—I told you guys I've been in this pool now where, you know, I put in $25, you have a chance to win over 1100 um by picking the most amount of games correct. You know, you have the most wins, you win the money. You don't, you lose. Um, I haven't done well the first two weeks. Um, I've lost every single Thursday night game. Ravens get their doors blown off by the Dolphins on the Thursday night. Luckily, everyone in the pool picked the Ravens, but sheesh. That Ravens team did not look prepared at all. So, you know, that was a loss for me already. I, for some reason, I can't pick a Thursday night game to save my life at this point. Uh, but, so let's get into the schedule and I will go over and let you guys know who I think is going to win each game. If my computer will cooperate with me, of course. So, for the Bills and the Jets... I, I got the Jets losing this game. I just can't see them beating Buffalo. Buffalo is going to need a bounce back. Um, no, don't get me wrong. I think Mike White has a chance to – they can make it a close game. Close meaning I think 28-17 close, but I don't think they're going to get within a field goal. So I got Buffalo winning that. Tampa Bay at Washington. Now – I think they have a shot at Washington has a chance of upsetting um, with the Tampa Bay's receiving core still not healthy. But Tom Brady's been dealing, man. Um, and the Washington offense does, hasn't looked well the past three games. I, I, think, I think the Buccaneers can hold on and take this win over Washington with the New York Football Giants coming for them the next week, so I'm gonna have Tampa Bay win that. Atlanta at Dallas. Dallas put up a stinker as well against Denver. Um, Denver scored thirty plus thirty points on them, which is ridiculous. Um, Atlanta is playing Dallas. You know, Atlanta had a big win in in New Orleans. I mean, albeit against Trevor Simeon, but that was still a big win. They came back and won. Uh, Prescott didn't look sharp against the Broncos, uh, and the defense was gashed. Um, I just don't think that Atlanta – I think Atlanta could keep it close, but I think Dallas bounces back. I think they want to show themselves as a perennial Super Bowl contender. So I'm going to pick Dallas in this one. Uh, New Orleans at Tennessee. Uh, This is an interesting game as well. I'm going to have – I think that Tennessee is going to hold on to win this. I think, you know, the Saints have a chance to upset. I think the Saints' defense plays really well. um, But the Titans dominated on a road win in, in Los Angeles. Um, and New Orleans is, you know, Simeon is still starting. um, But I don't know, man. It, it should be a close game. I could see I wouldn't be shocked if New Orleans pulls the upset on Tennessee. They're in Tennessee. Hmm. Now I'm thinking about it. No, I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stick with Tennessee. I'm gonna stick with Tennessee. They're gonna win that. Um Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Indy's been playing well. Their offense looks way better. They have the opportunity to. Catch up in this division, especially if Tennessee loses against the Saints here. Um, I, I'm gonna have the Colts winning this. I, I think Jacksonville, you know, they're not a great team. They just came off a, a great win, uh, a defensive slugfest. But I just think the Colts is they're gonna they're gonna step in and, and win this. They're at home too. I, I got Indy winning that. The Lions at the Steelers they I got the Pittsburgh winning this. I just can't really see the lines have haven't been playing, they play hard, they play hard, they haven't got a win yet. Um, but they're, they're deep, the defense of the Steelers and their run game is, is legit, I think. And I think, um, I think they'll they win this game. I, I don't think Detroit is going to go 0 17, I think they will get a win or two. Um, I I just don't think it's going to be at at Pittsburgh. Now, Cleveland and New England, this is an interesting game here. The Browns destroyed the Bengals. um, And New England, you know, their offense is kind of iffy. I think Cleveland's defense has to step it up. I think they have a shot to do that. I'm going to pick Cleveland. In this game, I, you know, Bill Belichick is a great coach, and he always schemes up something, and I think New England's defense plays really well. But the Cleveland Browns, ever since that OBJ thing, they're rolling right now. So I got I got Cleveland winning that. Um, next is Minnesota at Los Angeles. I'm talking about the Chargers. This is an interesting matchup between two good offenses and two bad defenses, really. Um The Chargers are trying to win back-to-back. And the Vikings are trying to dig themselves out of, um, you know, being three games out. Uh, But I I think that Los Angeles is going to pull this one out. I I just, you know, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. I never did as a quarterback. I think he's got to throw the ball Justin. I think Justin Jefferson can have himself a big game, but I think the Chargers will hold on to win this. Now, the Panthers at the Cardinals. I think this should be an interesting game. I'm going to pick Carolina in the upset, honestly, just because I feel like Arizona, I don't think – we don't know if Colin Murray is going to play this game. And even if he does, he was just injured. It should be interesting to see how mobile he is if he plays. This offense looked tough, don't get me wrong. And Carolina is, like, floundering right now, but they just signed back Cam Newton. I don't know if he's going to play this game, but – I think Carolina has a shot to upset Arizona here. Um, I I get it. Arizona looks like one of the best teams in the NFL right now. It's a perennial Super Bowl contender. But I think they're going to flounder at some point because it is the Arizona Cardinals. It's such a huge spread too, man. (sighs) Hmm. This is tough, man. I, I think – nah. I think I'm going to stick with – I'm going to switch to Arizona. See, this is why I'm doing these picks live with you guys. I'm not – I'm not, you know, I don't have the picks set up. This is right in front of me, right in my face. I'm, I I just – I don't know. I, I just don't trust Carolina right now to that extent to beat the Cardinals at home. If Carolina was at home, I think I would have picked Carolina, but I don't know. Then you got Philly at Denver um I don't know the Broncos are a weird team um uh, they, they this is a, a matchup between two teams you don't really know what they are like Philly right now is at three and six I'm hoping Philly loses um I'm not too sure though against Denver's team uh Denver is up and down team they've been like that all season um it should be a really close matchup I, I believe. I think I'm gonna pick Philly in this game. I think Philly can pull out an upset in in Denver um, and win this game because I I don't know if that Denver game against the Cowboys the Cowboys just didn't come to play, but I don't think Denver's that good of a team. Honestly, I think they they do they don't win that. I think the Eagles can come in and win. Seattle at Green Bay, interesting game here. It's it's just depending on if Aaron Rodgers plays, man. I don't know. He's he's supposed to get projected to potentially play. He has to be. I think he has to be activated by Saturday today by I think five. We'll know. Uh, Russell Wilson should be playing. I think this this is a must-win for Seattle at this point. Um. But they did play really bad last week, Green Bay. They're at Green Bay. I'm going to pick Seattle in the, usp- in the upset. I think Russell Wilson brings Seattle back. I think he's motivated. He wants to go out there and, and you know, show out against this Packer team. Who knows? I don't think Aaron Rodgers has he even been practicing all week. This guy is going to get cleared on Saturday. So, I doubt, you know, who knows if he's ever been able to practice for the Seattle team. I don't know. I think I think Seattle can win this game. Sunday night game would be Kansas City at Las Vegas. I don't trust either one of these teams. Honestly, this is a tough game for me to pick. KC they won in Green Bay, but they just don't look like the same team they've looked like uh, looked at previously. It's, 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 it's a tough game. I I think I'm going to lean. The Raiders got a tough pass rush too. So if you put pressure on Mahomes, but I, again, I don't think the Raiders have the corners to stay with the Chiefs receivers. Now, this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'll tell you that. Hmm. I'm going to have the Raiders pulling this one out. I think this is a tough game. where It could go either way, uh, but I'm going to have the Raiders winning this. I just think that, you know, their car. I think the Raiders, you know, this defense, is, they have an overall better team, I believe. Defense is better. Uh, the offense might be a shade under Kansas City, but, you know, they still got big plays. You know, I think, I think the Raiders can hold on to win this. On the night game, Rams at San Francisco interesting game I, I I think that the Rams win this they they lost uh, against the um, the Titans I think they want to bounce back Odell's projected to play in this game too um, I, I just, San Francisco just doesn't look like they're in the right state of mind even though San Francisco's been four and all recently against the Rams I, I just don't see it I, I think the Rams will pull out and win this game they they're, they're in my opinion, they're the Super Bowl favorites at this point. Uh, so we got the Ram, we got the Rams winning that. Uh, this should be. This is an interesting game. Um, the over/under right now is forty-nine. I would say score this game. I don't think San Francisco's offense can really score with the Rams at all. I could, I could see this being. A 35-17 game. So that would be 52 points. Yeah, let's do, let's do, let me do 51 points. I'm going to do 51 points over under. And yep, that, those are our picks for NFL Week 10. I just wanted to go over one last thing. We only got a minute left in this recording. Um, I think the Yankees should go after Carlos Correa. I know you want the left-handed back and Corey Seager, but I, I just feel like Carlos Correa, he just makes such a big impact. Corey Seager has a lot of injury history. I think you go after Correa, make him your shortstop. And then if anything, you want to bring uh, Anthony Volpe up. You can put him at short or Oswaldo Peraza, whichever one, and then move Correa to third. And eventually that would be the end of Ursh- Urshela. I would eventually trade Urshela as well. But besides that, I appreciate you guys tuning into another episode of the podcast here I'm Out, chapter 6 digital dash go tune into that Wanderlust album see you guys for next episode peace out have a great week and uh stay tuned for more